Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way. Uh, I have a first-time guest with us, uh, one of our beloved Southridge members and staff members, Carly Wall. Carly, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. Uh, Give us a little bit of an update just on how things have been going in your world these days. Absolutely. Um, My world has been pretty crazy, Um, of course, with this new role um, and shifting from housing first to a a family life pastor. It's been a little bit of an adjustment, but I absolutely love it. It's been great so far. And just to help us to get you to get, get to know you a bit, um, like, are you born and raised in Niagara? Did you come in through college? Give us a bit just of your backstory. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was not born in Niagara, um, but I've been here since I was in senior kindergarten, lived in Welland all of my life. Um, then I started attending Southridge in my second year of university. Um Loved it, loved the community. I thought it was great um, and have been here ever since, connected to the Welland location. Um, but since January of 2021 now, I actually moved to St. Catharines, but still still in Welland. And I, I think that says a lot about that location and everyone there. Yep. You're still all well and good, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Hey, um, this is kind of standard conversation for these lately, but how, how has the pandemic been for you? Anything you want to say about that? Yeah, it's been definitely interesting. I mean, the back and forth of everything that's happening, I've I've kind of tried to cut out the news as much as possible and just tune in to when I need to, because you can really become very overwhelmed by it all. Um, but just trying to stay safe, um, keep keep everyone else around me safe, and just keep keep working and keep building community. Yeah. Trying to build community, especially, I mean, you were navigating most of the pandemic in your housing first role and certainly appreciate there that trying to cultivate and foster community is just, uh, it's been almost an impossibility uh, during the pandemic and something that we really want to work on these days. Um, You mentioned already kind of spoiler alert uh, about this, this recent role transition. Uh, Can you share from your perspective, some of that journey? Absolutely. Um, I think the role journey has been, first, it was shocking. Um, I did not um, see it coming. It was just a a regular lunch with Carrie Jones and then her kind of initiating a conversation about this role, what it would look like, me transitioning from Housing First to a family life pastor, um, journeying through what that would look like for me changing jobs in in this crazy season and everything like that but everyone has been so welcoming everyone's been so supportive um i i just feel like it's been such an ease and god's hand has been over all of it and i see him working in little ways here and there and it has been incredible yeah i would add the for people listening especially from southridge um moving into a new ministry season and wanting to bolster our investment in students and, and their families. Uh, we've added Carly to the team working alongside with uh, our other 
family life pastor who's a student specialist, Keith Kyer, and uh, are excited to see the added horsepower that uh, the two of you now t- together can bring. So, uh, you know, we come from a history of promoting from within. And in that Luke 19 parable of the talents where the king says to, you know, the, the servants, well done, good and faithful servant, because you've been faithful in these smaller things, I'm now going to kind of appoint you to greater responsibility as your reward. Not that housing first is a lesser role than uh, youth pastoring, but uh, you'd certainly demonstrated a, a, a tremendous faithfulness and even a, a leadership in uh, in that role. And uh, in addition to that, I know that you were you've been a, a small group leader in uh, have, current, yeah. And uh, and so you know, demonstrate a lot of faithfulness there that that we're trying to leverage at least for this year. So we're going to give mm-hmm. this a shot, and uh, we're hoping that you like it, and that you and you and Keith are really tracking together, and we're excited for where this is headed. So yeah. that's what we get to talk about today. Is is our goal of making spiritual progress in students, and so let's let's dive into that, um, Carly. Obviously, student ministries are a part of this larger umbrella called family ministry. And when we talk about family ministry, making spiritual progress in kids and students, we talk about them doing that in three ways. Can you talk about the three kind of aspects to family ministry? What makes our approach to family ministry maybe unique? Yeah, absolutely. So we kind of do this in three ways. So we focus on a strategy, we focus on the content, and then we focus on delivering it in a model. So for our strategy, to elaborate on that, very much we focus on partnering with parents. Now we found that at-home environments and parental guidance for students is their number one spiritual influence. That's that's where it comes from, point blank. Later on in a list, you'll find like youth pastor and lead pastor and all that kind of stuff. But the main spiritual influence is parents. So we very much want to partner with parents, supporting them and equipping them as much as possible to be that spiritual drive for their kids and students. Uh, Next being content. So we kind of deliver our programming in a very age appropriate way. So that includes a kind of crib to college development. So programming based on the season and age appropriateness um, so that students are able to engage in the content um, and actually participate and understand it in a way that enables them to ask questions and kind of reorient for themselves what they're kind of learning and feeling. And then finally, in a model. So for the model in student ministry, we very much focus on reflecting that of the model of the greater church, so our Southridge Communities model of connection, inspiration, and action. Um, Connection being just incorporating um, small group leaders so that they have someone to connect with, small groups as an entirety so they have a a little gang that they can all hang out with, chat with, and just bounce ideas off off of. Um, Inspiration um, being the curriculum. So for Riot, which we'll we'll get into Riot and Current later, but for Riot, um, Orange uh, curriculum is what we've been using before, but Starting this starting this month, so starting September, we have actually started using the Meeting House curriculum, so changing that up to try to initiate some um, newness and excitement to that. And then for current, we've actually developed a spirit, 
a spiritual development plan. So very much focusing on having different themes for each month and looking at different conversations um, as they continue and progress throughout the years. Hope, especially the parents listening are scribbling this down ferociously, strategy, content, and model. Um, I mean, the bottom line, not to overcomplicate it here, Carly, but (laughs) we're, we're, we're trying to prepare students for adulthood faith. And so we've got this kind of picture of like, when we send kids off to college, you know, have they been adequately equipped with the necessary aspects of what a life of faith in Jesus uh, requires or what a life of faith in Jesus is all about? And, you know, I say this probably a lot more literally than figuratively lately, knowing that in our house, it was just a month ago, that we literally, physically moved a child into college. And so for the very first time, we said goodbye and you know, in, in the, remember there was that old story of, you know, the, the the number of marbles in the jar that represented every week of your child's life that they were under your supervision. And uh, we ran out of marbles with our oldest son, Owen, and uh, he's off to college. And so it, it, it certainly, even as a parent, it makes you reflect on the degree to which you as a parent and the degree to which you, uh, you know, together as, as a church adequately prepared this person for an adult independent life of faith. And so, you know, if, if the idea of a strategy content and model is too complicated for a parent or even a student who's, who's listening, really what we're talking about is preparing kids and developing young adults for a life of faith as, as thriving adults. And it's, it's hopefully that simple. Absolutely. Um, you know, getting, getting practical when you started to allude to this, Carly, that this plays out for you in student ministry in two specific ways. So just walk us through how these two programs uh, in our student ministry window actually work. Absolutely. So I kind of alluded to it, Riot and Current. Um, Riot being the kind of junior high um, student ministry, so grade six to eight. Um, and what they usually do is they'll meet Sunday mornings. Um, during church service, they'll go um, and meet with their small group leaders. They'll, again, I talked about the meeting house curriculum, so they'll go through that. So they'll watch a video together and then have some debrief questions and kind of work as a small group to kind of discuss what they just watched and what they saw. And then they also meet every other Thursday um, from 7 to 9 p.m. And those midweek programming events is just for students to get together and have fun. That's just the time that they can connect with their friends, meet new friends, invite new friends to come out. That's kind of the idea of the midweek programming. And then for current, on the other hand, that's your senior high uh, grades 9 to 12 high school age students, um, and they get together. This is actually new. Comes This September, we are meeting every Friday. Um, previously last year, when we were able to, in a COVID world, um, meet on Sunday afternoons, but we've shifted that. We are now doing Fridays um, from 7 to 9 p.m., Um, And we do, at the beginning of the month, a large group experience um, where we all get together, have 
have a fun time and then have a 20 minute talk at the end um, that goes through the themes that I talked about in the spiritual development plan. Then the next week following, following, they'll have a small group night on that Friday. They'll get together. They'll debrief. That's the time that their small group leaders will have that personal connection with them, see what they're journeying through, see how they're able to pray for them um, and talk to them about what they're going through. Then the following Friday would be their action night. And that's when we incorporate our anchor causes. So incorporating getting students connected to the shelter at the St. Catharines location, the Harvest Kitchen at the Welland location, or working with the migrant workers um, in the Vineland location and doing something with them. And then if there happens to be a fourth week in that month, um, then it's another small group get together on that Friday to be able to connect, have fun and just hang out. Yeah. So I hope people can see that. I mean, the, the primary nucleus is actually the small group that appears for, for current, for high school students, that appears twice a month. And is kind of the every other week backbone that then alternates between an inspiration experience and an action experience. And the idea there, you know, just if, if parents are listening or even leaders from other churches, the idea there is that more than kind of a, a, a the traditional language would be a, a youth group, what we're trying to deliver as a student ministry is first things first, something that is relationally based. And something where every student can be known, be loved, and be connected to some friends. And so as a parent, if you're thinking, you know, I want my teenager to be known, to be loved, and be connected to some friends, um, that's really what we're trying to deliver in that primary nucleus of the, of the every other week connection. And that, you know, you're also not talking, Carly, about the different retreats and deep freeze and Canada's Wonderland trips and all that kind of fun stuff that... Uh, you know, kind of uh, surrounds uh, the the regular Friday night experience, but this is sort of the the base building block of of how the the student ministries work. Correct? Absolutely. Yeah, I can speak to uh, the Winter Blast. That was a hoot and a half for current students. I got to go last year, and it's such an amazing time for students to just to get together and connect and have honestly a blast. I mean, given the name, it's amazing. <laughs> So let's talk about your heart for this uh, for just a moment. I, I know that you're newer to this role and you came into something that, as I just said, isn't intended to just be a youth group, but a, a student ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, Talk to me from your perspective, what, what the difference is between those two terms. Absolutely. Um, I mean, from my experience, I grew up, junior high going to youth group and it was very much an event you went to on Friday nights and you would hang out with your friends play lots of games get some food and then just basically go home what I'm learning about this this new path that we're taking of student ministry and focusing on that is really connecting to the students getting to know them on an individual basis, getting them connected to a small group leader that they can connect with weekly at the events or outside if they need to for support or just someone to have um, that is always around for them. And then making sure that they feel like they can fit in and be a part of the community, really focusing on their sp- their personal spiritual progress and where they're journeying with and how their walk with, with Jesus is going. 
So talk about in your experience, why this matters so much to you. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I grew up going to junior youth, but, um, from my experience after junior youth, there was no like senior youth, like in high school, there, there wasn't that Friday night thing to go to. Um, and that was really when I fell away from the church and I stopped going on Sunday mornings. I didn't have things to connect with, to keep me to keep me going and to keep me grounded, grounded in my faith, to be able to ask those tough questions or anything like that. So and when I started coming to Southridge and decided to attend Southridge as my, my home church, um, it was very much I wanted to get involved right away. And I thought about, okay, where is it that I could see myself like pouring into the most? And that's when I was like, current, like that senior youth that is the grade nine to 12 age high school where I wasn't able to experience what I so desperately needed and wanted to be able to pour out that I was like gung ho. I was like, sign me up. That's what I want to do. I mean, I very much thought about, um, there's like this quote, a Gandhi quote that says, um, it's basically be the change you wish to see in the world. So I wasn't able to experience the, the student ministry and getting poured into the way I wanted to. So I turned that around and I'm, I now feel passionate about doing that for students um, to make sure that they're having someone walk through their journey through with them to be able to ask questions, to kind of point out like, where, where are you at? Like, what questions do you have? How are you following Jesus these days? Like, what does that look like for you and being there for them? So that was, that was a big thing for me of wanting to give these students what I never had. And, you know, if, if parents are listening and we're talking about the difference between just kind of a youth group versus a student ministry, what are you hoping that the parents would buy into and, and hoping that they would value in embracing a, a student ministry more than just a youth group? I think, I think I would want them to buy into the idea of wanting students to feel connected and to feel like they are being poured into by leaders or anything like that, but also journeying alongside of it because again, like I said, they're that primary influence. So making sure that they're understanding like this is very much us wanting that their kids to be a part of the body of Christ, being a part of the community and being poured into as much as possible. Yeah, like the piece I would add if if parents are listening is is if if all you're hoping for is something fun for your kid to go to on Friday night, there's a million of other options. The 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 the, the only group that's going to try to pour into your child in a way that sends them off to college with a functional faith is going to be the church that you know part-time job or social club or you know recreational sports or even competitive sports or things like that. all all the other ways that teenagers could spend their time and even spend their time on weekends um, they can replicate the get together with your friends 
What they can't replicate is the provide spiritual direction and help your child make spiritual progress. And so I hope that parents listening can at least appreciate the heart of where we're coming from in trying to contribute to your child or to your teenager's life the the one thing that no one else will contribute to them. And that is the building of the person of Jesus and an understanding of his way of life into their mind and heart. Carly, as we talk about that and uh, talk about engaging in the, the lives of students, maybe this is just through the perspective of y- your small group leadership over the past year. What would you say is the temperature of students these days? Uh, temperature. I would say for students nowadays, they're very much navigating what it looks like to be a, like a student right now, what that looks like in COVID. I like, I can't even fathom on my end of things, like the amount of like stress and burden that they're feeling like it, they're expected to understand and like go through these new like protocols and everything for for COVID during school hours their schools open one week and then close the next and they're having to navigate that navigating a global pandemic that we're all doing but then also having to submit a assignment on like Friday nights like they're definitely they're doing the best that they can they're they're incredibly resilient students um but it's definitely been hard and I, I can't even fathom, um, for my end of things, but they, they are definitely working the, the best they can. They're, they're trying to do everything at once, but also navigating. The task of schoolwork, the, the just being a student, the online learning, the student life and whatever, uh, has has contributed to it to a challenging experience for them and i mean it shouldn't surprise us as 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 adults how we're able to work and work from home and zoom meetings and zoom fatigue and whatever affects us but um you know for high school kids that's been that's been super tough what would you say are kind of students primary struggles or needs these days um i think primary struggles and needs i would say consistency I think the past year and a bit now they've had little little to none um consistent rhythm consistent patterns or anything like that I think they're just looking for consistency using the idea of like if you're going to open schools just have them open if you're going to keep them closed just close them um if things are going to be happening outside events like have them happening but the back and forth is just been very hard on them. So I think need wise, they just need to be able to have something to rely on and something consistent that they they know is happening and that they don't have to worry about. So whether that be a person in their life, friends or anything like that, they just need to have that consistency. Have you spent any time talking with any of the kids' parents yet? Do you have a, a sense for how they're navigating the pandemic or what the, the, the pulse is on parents and what you're learning about partnering with them? Well, I, I think for the most part, the parents that I have talked to, they overall, they just need help. Like going from full-time work to some people are working from home and having to navigate 
um, having students at home alongside them. So they're working, but also making sure that their students are focused on their work at the same time. So they're just needing some help. Um, and again, they're also needing some consistency, consistency in what they can expect from, from anything. That's great. Let's talk about, uh, now that we're into this fall ministry season, um, some of the opportunities that, that people have who are listening and specifically from Southridge to be able to get involved in our student ministry. Can you talk about some of the needs or some of the various roles? Yeah, absolutely. Well, for Riot, it would be that Sunday morning and every other Thursday small group leader. So someone for those students to connect with um, and help them out with the videos and um, help facilitate the programming and the fun events every other Thursday. Then for current, again, small group leaders, but for that every Friday, um, helping to facilitate the large group experiences and then meeting with those students on those small group group nights um, to be able to meet with them. Can you talk about, uh, if I'm listening and thinking, hey, I might want to make a difference in a teenager's life or make a difference in a family through partnering with parents? Um, like. What what do I need? What does it take to serve in in student ministry? What kind of heart or gifts or time or what what are the real key ingredients? Um, I mean, time wise would just be being available for those events. Um, but I think heart and gifts. It a I think you can all of us have hearts for students um, in some capacity, um, and I think. When it comes to serving with gifts or anything, I think it really depends on how much you put into it. So if you're just coming to come, then you're not going to get as much out of it that you might want. If you're coming and putting all your energy and all your support into these students, I guarantee and promise and can reiterate from my own experience, you're going to get so much back from it. So what does it take to serve? At the end of the day, it, it takes commitment and just being reliable. But if you have that heart and you have that drive behind you, you're going to so enjoy it. Yeah, I, I would want people to appreciate how much you tried to step up in your girls' small group during the pandemic. And that sense of ownership of these teenage girls, let alone the family systems that that they represent, Um you're speaking firsthand as a person who got out of it, essentially what you put into it. Am I correct? Yeah. I mean, I remember like prepping beforehand some activities and stuff because the uh, awkward silence at times, um, I think they can attest was, was a little uncomfortable. So I would spend like maybe like 20 minutes before we met or like half an hour before planning an activity that was intentional, um, whether it be like a Bible scavenger hunt or something else, um, or just using even right now media uh, videos to be able to facilitate that. Like it doesn't take too much time but if you do that like the conversations I had with the students the smiles on their faces in those activities that those those are priceless do you want to give us your best sales pitch for someone listening to consider investing their year into student ministry oh my best sales pitch um I think if you're up for 
learning. If you're up for growing, I promise you, you're going to learn from these students and grow because of these students as much as you would any other ministry. They are fun, exciting, honestly, never a dull moment, will keep you on your toes, but will become so ingrained in your heart. You will, you will just love your role. That's awesome because I, I, as I think about how we viewed youth historically in our church, we've never viewed them as the leaders of tomorrow. We've never viewed them as our future. They've always been our present. And so for you to say, hey, our students today will change your life. Not if you invest in them one day, they'll be world changers. Like they'll change your life today. Um, that's, that's certainly really inspiring. Uh, Carly, as we wrap up, are there any sort of final encouragements or challenges that you would want to provide to our listeners as they think about this emerging generation of Christ followers? Um, I think I would love to, to challenge our community just to see our youth as not the one day people, one day they'll, they'll lead one day they'll do this, but they're doing this today. So I just challenge people to get to know them. If you see a student who's just sitting on the sides at an event or something like that, chat them up. Like I'm sure that they'll, they'll very much appreciate just the conversation or anything. Just get to know them and hear it is the wisdom that they have, even at their ages. Um, because honestly, I've learned myself so much from my students. So I just challenge everyone, just get to know our youth of today. Yeah, one of the one of the hiccups in having a separate focused student ministry is that that separation sometimes creates segregation and our students then become less of a part of the overall church. Mm-hmm. And I really honor your encouragement for all of us whether we're in student ministry or not to combat that drift of segregation with integration, with integrating outreach, with integrating hospitality, with integrating relationship, with integrating attention, with integrating behaviors that that reach out and draw students in to conversation to get to know them and, and, and to track with them. Because even though we want to have this focused ministry in age-appropriate ways, we don't want the students who are, are today, not our tomorrow, to be out of sight, out of mind. So hope that that's Absolutely. a challenge for, for all of us. Carly, thank you so much for sharing your story and your heart with us today. Uh, no, we're really thank excited. you, Jeff. <laughs> we're really excited for you to get going and uh, excited for all of you listening to uh, join us again next week as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everyone.